welcome to Three Letter Thursdays, a Marvel Street podcast. <laughs> We're Joeless. We are Joeless. Hey everyone, howdy. Joe is uh, in Bali. Yeah, Nusalam Bogan. Yep. He'd be he'd be scooting around right now, drinking coffee. I imagine. <laughs> I think he was having a break. He said he was going to have a detox. Oh wow! I don't believe him. I don't believe him at all. No I tried one. that once. It was hard. <laughs> I drank more coffee in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Side of a true addict. Last last Christmas, I was like, I'm going to take a break, and and I ended up drinking like a liter every day for two weeks. Well, that coffee that you did roast last Christmas was amazing. The Boyos oh, blends, yeah. they were like That's out, of this, out of this world. Yeah. Um, this week we'll be talking about challenging yourself in coffee. Yeah. How to how to. I guess I, I summed it up before. How to open a door you may have opened a thousand times differently? Uh, how can you how can you do something very simple differently, or or view it with a a beginner's mind again, uh, like making an AeroPress? Yeah, Mikey's going in the AeroPress comp. Yep, New South Wales AeroPress regionals yeah. next week, two weeks, eleventh August. Oh, what is that? Eleventh of August. Yeah, so it's yeah. a month, just under a month. Yeah. So we thought. We had a little bit of a play around this today and this kind of spurred this conversation. So, you know, if everyone's got hot water and everyone's got the same coffee and everyone's got an AeroPress, how can you do it better? Yeah. How can you do it differently and better? And, um, you know, let's give away all of our secrets so that, yeah. so, so, so that the judges get some great tasty coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, once you start brewing um, um, a simple device, just coffee, water, time, you know, then you start breaking it down from there and mm. breaking down the elements. You know, it, you know, how do you learn more once you've kind of at that high level knowledge point? Yeah, I think you go and go down this path in in whatever your career is. If you're if it's a you're focused on one sort of thing where the path is very wide at the start and there's a lot of traffic on it and then you get further and further down and then you find the back streets and you find your road and and all of a sudden you got your way of doing things and all the other stuff's just bullshit yeah but you sort of purposely filter the stuff out and maybe you filter out stuff that could be useful or you know it might it might be a time waster for you you know it might be information like oh you know that's that's irrelevant or that won't make my coffee better or that won't make my product better but it's moments like these where you get to challenge yourself again where you can explore some of those other avenues and actually prove to yourself that they are like they are irrelevant or maybe they aren't you know maybe they are useful so like we've been playing around with like uh, the range and grind size and how that uh that affects the how flavor tastes, of the coffee. So how the grinder works. Yeah, and that kind of came from another direction as well. It was yeah. like, how can we calibrate grinders based on yeah. the particle range? Yeah, that it, that well, an, a, cal- cal- calibrating all of our customers so that everyone can have the same grind settings, so that we can we can give them guidance as to where they need to brew. Mm. But um, you know, if you go, go back a step, you know, the AeroPress comps. If 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 you want to further your knowledge in coffee and like this question a lot it's like well you got to push yourself and and doing that like you want to have fun 
that's number one like do stuff that's fun and then it pushes you as well but but number two do things outside of work that keep you interested in work um so you know um um i think once you get to a point of being a great brister and you're brewing great coffee um and you have that down how do you get how do you get more knowledge and how do you push yourself to be better at coffee and i think the one thing that the main thing for me definitely is learning how to taste Mm. you know and a lot of people don't know how to learn how to taste like you know on one level like a health level if you were to like if you're a smoker and a drinker you could probably stop doing that um as often and Mm. and and learn how that affects your flavor and your taste perception uh, another thing would be um, to actually go to different um, tastings, like fire, uh, like food tastings and wine tastings. Yep. Try and further your palate. Try different foods. Yeah. Um, I had to actually relearn tasting because I had, I couldn't taste for like f- you know I think fifteen years, and um, I had to actually learn how to taste. So you know I had to like actually every time I ate something, mm. I just um, recited what i was tasting out right. loud so it's like you know pink lady apple you know yeah this, right. this that's is interesting this, this that's is, such a simple way of doing it as well it's just like and then that, well then then it builds a recall into your brain and and that recall if you can actually if you just you know actually you could do this for the next week you just everything that you put in your mouth say it out loud it's kind of weird yeah <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> so, apple <laughs> but not just an apple a pink lady and then maybe 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 you know like you know blueberry you know like just and just actually um uh, and that teaches you to taste and then try and describe the flavor of a pink lady apple yeah because you're eating the pink lady but if you can describe the flavors within a pink lady apple then then you're actually learning how to taste and um so yeah so Learn how to taste is definitely one one thing you can do outside of work to further your um, your knowledge. But then you know, learn learn bitter, learn sour. There's, there's the acid test as part of the mm. Special Coffee Association. There's like the um, the four main acids in coffee: quinic, citric, malic, tartaric. You could get those um, those concentrates and brew up some coffee, brew up some water with those concentrates. Um, really good thing to do, and you, then you can identify the acids yeah. in the coffees. Um, yeah, you know, challenge. And I think this has got to happen outside of work. So if you're a barista and you listen to this, and you're doing 50 hours a week behind the coffee machine, and you want to further your knowledge, then you're probably either going to have to, you know, do that work on the seventh day of the week, or you know, pay back a little bit, yes, and spend half of the last day of the week or the first day of the week on yourself further further developing yourself and knowledge I've definitely found at times of like being in between jobs that's when I'm learn the most as well like or I'm most hungry for information because I'm not working like when I moved up to Byron and I wasn't working for a little while I was just like starving for it just every day I was just looking on the internet trying to find books that I hadn't read or you all come to the cuppings a lot too yeah, I think, I think so. If you can turn up to all the roasters' cuppings and yeah. taste coffee, then that's a really good way of doing it. But yeah, yeah, and I mean, 
trying to fit those things into when when you're working and then or maybe you've got a family as well it's like it's hard to fit those things in so definitely just take a day off a week like invest in yourself by yeah i I think that's the biggest point some money and and that's the biggest point you have to like do the work outside of work you can't do the work during work Mm. like that's it's just impossible yeah um yeah, so you know, learn to de- learn learn to develop a really good palate. I mean, the people that come to cuppings every week, um, they've got to develop palate, palate, and they're not baristas as well. We've got um, um, you know baristas or sorry, uh, floor staff that come you know from cafes. Yeah. They've got amazing palates that just turn up every week, <clears throat> taste coffee, and they're not baristas. Yeah, they just. Yeah, you like. You don't have to be brister to be a good taster. You just have to be human. But you don't have to be. You, you don't have to. You, you can't be a great brister without it being a good taster. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I get blown away by some of the people that turn up. If at Jen. Yeah, Jen and and the. I don't know if they're working there yet, but they were from Nostalgic Espresso oh, yeah. Bar out in Lismore. Young a couple of baristas. Um, not even baristas. They never made coffee. They just drink a lot of coffee, and they were on fire. They just. Knew it. Yeah. Knew all the flavors. So confident. Yeah. I think it's just being honest as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you do it? That's how you do it. You just, you got to do those, that extra work outside of work. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like obviously we're in a different world now. YouTube, I mean, I was listening to some of James Hoffman's stuff today. He's got a great YouTube channel. Brista Hustle's a good re- resource. And we were. We we spent the morning sifting grinds this morning, just mm. trying to figure out if we can calibrate grind our EK forty three grinders and finding the point where the grinds are a certain size, a measurable a measurable like difference in grind size, so that we can then calibrate all the grinders. So we kind of spent some time in Bristol Hustle looking at the looking at the grind particle size analysis of an EK forty three, which is the Malconic grinder. Um, and that, that was from, you know, we, we've got um, a cafe in town here that um, has had some problem with their batch brewer. Um, and, you know, just, just getting TDS readings or strength readings that are low. But um, actually, it was just an error, error in how the, how the meter was being used mm-hmm. so and they weren't trusting their palates and the point is if you if you can learn the taste and you can put the meter aside and say something's wrong here because this is the same grind setting nothing's changed yeah this tastes really good let's yeah. serve it but you got to get to that you got to get to that point where you trust your palate yeah and, and use, and on, use on. sorry <laughs> <laughs> use technology to back your findings you know, but trust your palate. Yeah, they've first got to and foremost. Work in harmony because it can taste bad, but on the you can think you've done everything right, yeah. and it can the number can be right, yeah. and it just doesn't taste right. Yeah, if you use your instincts as well, it's like that coffee looks really pale, and it's reading low in the refract meter. It's like, well, those two those two things probably equate to it being unrestracted. But if it looks the right color. It tastes good, but the meat is not reading right. Put aside taste, trust your palate, do it. Yeah. Um, and I think certainly in these cold conditions, like it's cold here, meaning it's like 15 degrees, um, <laughs> the refractometer um, takes a lot longer to, to get to get those readings. You've got to let that coffee go stone cold before you put it in that meter Yeah. for it to work. 
you want to be testing testing your sample and it being you know within yep. uh like 0.1 of a percent yes. before you're getting you, you don't you press you don't press that button on that meter 10 or 15 times just waiting for yeah. the coffee to cool down you want it to be cold before it goes into the meter but um yeah back to back to sifting grinds um um that got that spurred us on just and i was just looking at the different you know the we just we've got these sieves that are like from 75 micro there's a 75 micron a 150 micron um a 300 micron and a 500 micron um and they're just like stainless steel sieves and and you know we've been putting the coffee into the sieves and and tasting coffee of different particle size and brewing it mm. um uh, but firstly we spent the morning just trying to figure out where on the grinder you know there's a 50 percent um 50 uh, of the grinds are less than 500 microns and 50 percent of the grinds are greater than um 500 microns just so we can get a point on the grinder that we can calibrate with mm. other grinders oh sorry with other eks i mean you know you could and, and you could, i think we go to the 500 micron point but because at at the grind setting you'd use what well, we'd use for a one liter batch brew, which most of our accounts serve use that tool most of the grinds were above like 90 percent or 85 percent of the grinds were above 500 microns yeah 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 so that's why we chose let's just get it to the point where it's 50 percent either side and then and then theoretically from that point we should be fairly accurate yeah moving forward but um um um, you know, you, you, there's other ways. Obviously, we can zero the, the grinders, and there's other things we can do. Um, like, man, in other words, make the make the burrs touch one another, um, and and then you know, theoretically. Uh, but we just wanted to see. We just like, again, we didn't want to take anything for granted. We just wanted to see what the grinder was doing. Mm. Um, and um, again, this is just for us just going back to basics. Um, you know, playing with the grinds. It's interesting to think all the different colors of coffee, right? Like you, all, all the coffee above 500 um, microns is like sand-like and all the coffee under under 500 microns is kind of more flower-like. Yeah, it's like very, very fine and obviously and soft and lighter in color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously obviously the the larger stuff comes from the outside yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Um, some of the coffee comes from the outside of the bean and some of the some of the coffee comes from the inside of the bean. I would guess that the outside's darker. Hmm. I would guess. You definitely say so, you know, from a roasting point of view using a, a drum roaster. Yeah. With a flame. Yeah, I I just But you it's the first point that comes into contact with heat, no matter where the heat comes, you know, you're not heating the, the bean from the inside. That's so. right. Yeah, unless, so. unless the coffee's baked, and then it's, <clears throat> yeah. then it's the other way around. But, yeah. but um, um, you just see the different colors and the different textures. So we brewed, um, it's quite funny, we brewed an AeroPress um, um, with the fines mm. and the boulders, just a 500 micron, so no, yeah. no, nothing too wild. And um, actually, it's quite funny because same brew, same brew, time for both and just two air presses and what do we find we found that so the fines uh the, the the finer grinds extracted a lot higher you could extract it it's like 25 percent. so it's a high strength beverage we we took a lot out of the coffee into the brew 
and didn't taste very over-extracted. It didn't was, taste over-extracted. It was actually a good ta- tasting coffee. It tasted heavy because yeah. it was. Yeah. But didn't taste over-extracted, did it? Yeah. It tasted flat, though. Yeah. There yeah. was a level of complexity that wasn't there. Depth. Yeah. There's definitely lots of depth, right? Mm. It's like kind of ruby, ruby grapefruit strength. Currents, yeah. Currents, lots of... Yeah. There was a bourbon. The, there was a Colombian bourbon. And then, we, and then we got the boulders and you brewed the boulders. Yep. And they were kind of soft and... Yeah, yeah. There wasn't much chocolate in there. It was kind of just like juice and a bit, a bit acidic and... Definitely lighter. Like one, that was a 1.2% beverage and, and, the, yep. and, the, and the fines was a 1.55% beverage. Yep. So there were different differences in strength. So if we do that again, I think we would probably increase the dose of the boulders... Or add water. Or just brew or, the or, one I brewed longer. Yeah. Or, or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. If I kind of think you want to keep the same brew times. Yeah. And just brew them at the same strength. Yeah. So comparing apples and apples. Yeah. But um, maybe longer. Don't know. But anyway, that's the, they're the, they're the, you know, when you get ideas about, you know, what we might be able to do to do what we are, what we might be able to do to, to change the um, the cup flavor, then that's where you want to be. You want to be in that world, you know, yeah. and, and that spurs on knowledge. And you know, you kind of get ideas about how the coffee could taste better. And you know, it's got nothing to do with service, right? This has got nothing to do with service. This is no. just about learning about coffee. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes it might not. You might not discover anything other than. You confirm something you already believed but hadn't proven. Yeah, totally. And, and that just makes you stronger in knowledge or more confident. And if you understand the equipment, if you understand what's going on, you know, you could theoretically walk up to a grinder. Right now, you could walk up to a grinder that you've never used before and set it to a grinder that you know will work mm. for your desired brew, um, brew method because you've been looking at grinds all day. Yeah. You know, and it's like oh, that that should work. You know, yeah. You know, um, um, I always thought that was funny when, like, I first started working in cafes or something, or watching training YouTube videos, and people like, you know, like, got their Mazza Roba manual grinder, and like, get some grinds out, and they'd feel them with their hands first to feel if the grind was fine, and, and I, I just like, but that was how you'd measure that back then, like, totally. if it's gonna work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure you could walk up to a robo right now after replacing the birds and know exactly the point where it's going to work. Yeah. You know, by adjusting the grind. Like, you know, you can just see it. Yeah. As soon as it starts to clump, we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, we started playing around with grind particle size and sifting today to try and calibrate two, two grinders without zeroing in the burrs just to see if in the middle of the grind range they act the same mm. but in doing so we learnt we we tasted some coffee um, from the fines and some coffee from the boulders and then we aeropressed them and then we're applying some of that stuff to maybe you will apply some of that stuff to to your comp mm. maybe yeah whether it's like do do you just take out twenty percent of the the boulders and just 
I don't know. We don't know. We we mix them together and yeah. and and the final beverages together and did did a few different compositions of them and you know they just really they were just other versions of how the coffee should taste. They were just different and, versions and could taste. Like I think every single both of those cups we brewed were taste tasted good and yeah. great. They were just different to what we're used to how the coffee does taste. No different intensities, I guess, of of the coffee, and then mixing them together, fifty fifty, just tasted exactly how it should, and which is which is exactly what you would expect, right? Because yeah. you know whether or not you you know that's what's great about AeroPress as well, because you you're isolating you know, one of those variables, which is flow. Yeah, you know that's not happening. Yeah, um, um, not isolating, but removing that from the brew method. Mm. So so that's one you know a bit of chaos that's not happening but but you know one of those versions um would taste better than um the wrong grind setting used completely you mean yeah like, 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 like one, one of those versions would taste better than all the other versions if you were to like mix the coffees up so like you know you, you've got all the fines brewed and you've got all the boulders brewed yep you got the boulders brewed, you got the fines brewed, and then you mix them up 20, 40, or 80, 20, uh, sorry, 80, 20, or 20, 80, respectively, or yeah. 50, 50. One of those versions tastes best. Yeah. And I think the version that tastes, that we enjoyed most was, was, so, was, was, was majority boulders, a, a little bit of fines. Yeah. Like, you know. It was like 75, 25. Yeah. In yeah. that, in that world. So, uh, but interesting, right? Yeah. So, um. Hopefully, you guys understand all this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we've, I guess we've, on the other side of, of f- for the reason that we got into doing that experiment today, we, we still haven't calibrated the other grinder or tried to calibrate that so that you'll hear more about that, I'm sure, in the coming weeks when, to see if the experiment works. Works. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I think it will, though. Yeah. But, you know, just, you just allocate time every week to doing stuff that challenges your thought processes in regards to brewing coffee. Yeah. Because as soon as you get lazy in that department, then you brew, um, you brew, you know, you, 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 you kind of get bored, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but also use technology to back your findings. So, you know, TDS Med is great and it will make your findings repeatable. So you mm-hmm. brew it this way this, and this is how I want to brew it from now on. So you can use a TDS meter to do that and give you that. Uh, also, it helps you build build beverages. So like I want to make it a little bit stronger. If I add some more grinds and do or, or reduce the water, how much do I want to reduce the water by or or increase the the, the grinds by to um, or coffee by to 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 get the desired strength? That's that the app that comes with your TDS meter is you know is is awesome for that. And just basically scales, timers, and the basics. You know, make sure you're using all those things. Um, and if you record that data, then you've got confirmation if something isn't right. You know, like if you look back and you're like, oh, my brews were happening at six and a half minutes, but now they're only happening at four and a half minutes. Yeah. Then you know there's you've got an, an avenue to go down to figure out why you know you could or you've got a few things you could target to figure figure out why that's happening or and calibrate your tools like like with your espresso machine you should be able to check your flow rate you know once a week or first thing in the morning every day just 
turn it on for 30 seconds, measure how much water is coming out. You could do that with your batch brew as well. Definitely you've got, very, very important to do Yeah, that. if you've got too much water coming out, you'd, it's going to be different. Like you did that this week, Nico uh, hooked up a voltage restrictor or voltage regulator, regulator to the batch, brew. batch brewer so it could have a slower, it'd heat up slower. It reduced and, the voltage on the on the on the um, on the thermal block for the batch brewer, so that so that it didn't heat the water as quickly, which means that the water didn't come out as quickly. Yeah, and mm. and you slowed the the purge time down by like four minutes. Yeah, I th- three minutes. I, I think we entered into that into that desired flow rate for batch brewing. Yeah, you know, like three liters should take ten minutes, ten or eleven minutes. Yeah, and and. Once we went, have you noticed what's happened now? Like now that we've reduced that flow, we don't have, you know, bypass brews. We don't need the big filter papers. Like all of the issues with that batch brewer are now rectified. So techno verve, you just yeah. need to change your element from 3000 watts to 1825 watts. <laughs> and now that, you know, not only that, like you can now plug that techno form into a 10 amp power socket instead of a 15 amp power socket. Right. And the flow rate is, you know, four and a half grams um, of water per second second yeah you know so um but these are all things like you know um if we don't allocate time like in in marvel street we do um we try and do thursdays as in work on stuff um if we don't allocate time to work on stuff then we can't make it better yeah you know so 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 if you want to if you want to get better at doing what you're doing um Allocate time to learning. Mm. Come in and see us. Yeah, start a club. I don't know. <laughs> start a coffee club. <laughs> start, a, start an experimental club, a brain trust for coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know your preference. Keep an open mind. And um, Use technology to back your findings. And get, get someone else to make your coffee. Yeah, you, uh, yeah exactly. When you, when you think you know it all, get someone else to make coffee and make using your recipe yeah um um and spend time challenging the basics yeah. and, and i think the best way for that is like fun competitions if you're not like uh, like for me i don't want to do a barista competition like i never have mm. for me personally there's people out there that really thrive off it and if you do do it if you don't do the fun ones tasters cup brewers cup sorry yeah. tasters cup and aeropress yeah they're the, they're, they're, they're the fun ones and and I think there's going to be a lot, a lot more different competitions coming out. I hope so. I saw one the other day that was run by Lamazoka. It was just like more of a service competition, a team-based service competition. About there was so many more elements of like just you had to they could throw throw challenges in mid comp, and you had to restock a milk fridge in one certain way. You don't <laughs> the milk only fit in in one certain way, and you had to do certain drinks, and you know, so that's kind of fun. You know, it doesn't make you. Uh, you could learn something to take back to work as a team, yeah. I think, which is cool. Um, but I mean, there's no no disrespect to the the like the world barista circuit. But every time I watch it, the crowd seems to be smaller and smaller. Yeah, and, and, and that's but, but also, also don't know how time. that benefits. Like like if if you can win or compete at a high level in in any competition for coffee. It's it's not ultimately the result that'll make you awesome. It's the process. Yeah. So like, 
So if you can apply that process to any fun event, so whether it's aeropresses, it's you will. If you, like I said before, if you're just going to sign up for the aeropress, take a bag of coffee, turn up and do it, and drink beer, that's one way of having fun. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if you spend the time actually breaking down the beverage and going, okay, how can I, how can I potentially win this? And use all different grinders, use all different waters, sift, figure out, understand what full immersion brewing is and how, how it affects coffee flavor and strength. And then how the beverage is served, like what temperatures the coffee being served at. You break all those things down, all the simple things, you're going to learn a heap. Mm. And if you get to the comp and you don't win, you've learned that you've learned so much already. Same with the tasters comp. You know, the, the best thing about the tasters is that you you taste. You're constantly tasting. You're triangulating, you're triangulating. And if you practice triangulation, you will become a better taster. Mm. You know, you sharpen your taste buds. Um, so spend time challenging yourself on the basics, I think. Uh, and it's fun. You know, pe- people in the coffee community, coffee community are fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're all in it for a good time. Yep. But yeah, I think that's a good point. You should just, even if you don't, you hate competing, try and look at things in your life in a way that you can change the way you do them. Or how can you how can you do something differently or better? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you hate competing, just pretend you're going to do the, the, the Aeropress comp. Yeah, and don't enter. Yeah, and just do the process. Do yeah. like the two weeks before it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't turn up. Right? <laughs> you know, whatever. But just it's just that it's that desire to be better at what you do that will make you better mm. you know but you need to do the groundwork and and uh, you can't do this during service you can't make an aeropress during service and learn no. you, you, you know like it's it's like nail it outside of service and then bring it to service yeah yeah you know? and um uh, this you know the, the basics water coffee grinders i mean that's basically it you know uh, so hopefully you guys will enjoy some tasty coffee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Judges, I'm talking to you and all the people out there who now are going to go ape shit on their AeroPress recipes. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee menu. Coffee menu. It's big. Look at it. It's big. Um, It is big. You guys, you guys are like, Espresso. So, look, this is um, an amazing time of year. We've got Ethiopia, Colombia, Kenya, um, lots of variety. Ecuador. Ecuador on the menu. So, lap it up. Um, um, espresso. I'll just do the espresso menu now. It's like Endino, Colombia, which is a new one this week. Uh, we've had, we haven't had Endino um, since last year. So, it's new to us. Willa, region of Colombia, mm. citric, very stone fruit, malic. Tartaric, awesome coffee. Uh, Harawachu, Ethiopia, which is tasting amazing as well as espresso. Uh, Louis Katura, which we just had one. That was, you know, if you guys want to do a, a single O for your blend, pick Louis Katura. It's, yeah. It's beautiful. Great, it's, great milk. Yeah, man. Yeah. Chocolate caramel, yums. Uh, Mathangini, Kenya, Core, Ethiopia. Is that one, two, three, four, five coffees as espresso? And there's Big Block. And there's big blocks. So you've got wow. a lot of 
a lot of from. yeah and then filter on the filter side it's Harawachu Core Ethiopia Mathingini Kenya Murray Cooper Ecuador and also big block you can brew that as filter big block on both sides of the th- both sides maybe. yeah um, blends are, have been the same for a little while now and tasting awesome daily grind um, is Los Lorenzos from Colombia and 40% El Preso Colombia and Thunderbird is San Ignacio, 80%. That's Peruvian coffee. And 20% San Fermin, Colombia. And Big Block, 80% Core, 20% Mathangini. So Ethiopia, Kenya. Yes. Big Block is awesome. Brewed always. You have to make me one, man. Yeah. I haven't had one. I've just been... I cupped it on the table. I know I scored it like an 89 or something on the yeah. cupping table. Like I've just been I get sc- loving it on the cupping table. Though. Man, it scored so high. I was I actually couldn't figure out what it was. Be- I should have because it felt tasted like a, a Kenyan mix with an Ethiopian. <laughs> <laughs> but on the espresso side of the table, I was uh, like, is that the... Um, you know, it kind of tastes like the Haruwachu, I suppose, but with more intensity. Yeah. Cause yeah, the that Haruwachu is like... It's like the cause bigger brother or something you know it's like yeah it's like core plus columbia yeah 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 core ethiopia plus columbia maybe but yeah awesome menu at the moment we've got um we got guatemalan on the way yep santa isabel's gonna be back in the house yeah next week um and we've got some nicaraguans and some they're all coming yeah the nicks will be in the blend soon and 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 as espresso and and we've got some more coffees coming from um Nordic approach, so yeah, two more Kenyans coming from there. Yeah, it's gonna be a big six months to the end of the year. So, um, thanks so much for all your great feedback. Um, any questions, please ask. Um, uh, you know, if you want to compete in the Aerobrest and hang out, that's yeah, you know, we if you do it together, well, if you're in Byron and you want to be part of Mike's routine, mm. um, come and hang out. And I think Thursdays might allocate an hour or two to that, and. Uh, so ten o'clock. I'm going to call it ten o'clock Thursdays. If you want to come and help, you can and cool. we'll be tasting different stuff and trying to figure out ways to make coffee taste better. Yep. So uh, or just the one brew. How to brew one cup quickly, exceptionally well. Yep. Multiple times. Grind wisely. <laughs> cup honestly. Brew with confidence. Marvel Street coffee. Drink it. Yes. Bye.